Hi, this is Aaron from the Tidbit Cast. In place of a regular cold open, we'd like to draw your attention instead to a GoFundMe page, the Matic Community Fallen Angels, which is in support of uh, two gamers who lost their lives at a recent shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. It won't make much of a difference, but the money's been given and divided between the families of the people, of the individuals who passed. Won't make much of a difference, but it will help two families. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to the Tidbit Cast. I am Aaron. I have David. And I have. He has Gary. I have a Gary and a David. It's a great day. You had me at hello. Mm-hmm. We are at Tidbit you Cast. Had me at goodbye. You Darling. had me at hello and welcome to the Tidbit Cast. What a professional opening. Right, we're at the Tidbit Cast. You can find us on all social media platforms. We're starting off on social media platforms, aren't we? Yeah, we, yeah are. we are. Most of them. Absolutely. Almost all of them, you might say. Not the ones like SoundCloud and no, We're working on ones. those, but the best ones. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on YouTube. All at Tidbit Cast. Right, so moving on to our next topic, I believe it yes. is. Gary? It is. Moving on to you? Yeah, dude. Yeah, we okay, are. Right. So this is one I'm really, really excited to talk about. Oh, okay. Gary's too excited. Right, so... I was really tired about five minutes ago. I know, yeah. but it, um, I'm really excited to talk about, and he never gets what I'm really excited to talk about. Fucking Switch or some shit. The games! Oh, Switch! <laughs> games! And this is not just about games, but all of the games that have come Gary, before... could you explain to the audience what games are? Okay. Games... <laughs> Cool. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Right. Games are devices that have a mechanic that, and you're able to control them. They're immersive experience. I didn't actually want this. Right. They're immersive experience. But basically games usually have a set of rules. And within those rules, you play games for entertainment or fun. Now, some games have stories and some games just have things where you make your own fun using rules like Monopoly, where it just has a set of rules you all follow and a board that you've... Gary, how would you make us hate games? Right. <laughs> so, the ah. preservation, the preservation of video games. Okay. Specifically. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, mm-hmm. now, the video game history preservation. Yes. Uh, video game history preservation is actually, there's a foundation. The video game history preservation foundation. Very accurate name. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the video game history foundation. Okay. This, uh, sorry. The Video Game History... I, God, I really screwed up that entire name. Right, the Video Game History Foundation is they're trying to preserve video games and the history of video games. So not just that they're trying to find older games, being able to make new ports of them, and being able to distribute them to a wider audience, they're also doing stuff like they have writers and they have editors and they have journalists who go out and they find old magazines. So not just like, for example, if I want to know what IGN said like 10, 15 years ago, I just have to go on the internet and find mm-hmm. out, or GameSpot. Mm-hmm. Any of those sites have been out for a long enough time. <clears throat> but what if I want to know what did people think about 1988 Dragon Quest? Are you oh, saying... For fuck's sake, Dragon Quest. Are right? you saying they remaster or, magazines? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Oh, they take like those reviews and those impressions and like the old like et- electronic games monthly, like the old EGMs and all those old magazines, and they scan them so you can read them online. Oh, okay. That is like this is also means that anybody who wants to study or research about these things from years ago, like you, they just have to go hop at me. It's um, only you. It's but, only you. <laughs> but let's say, for example, oh, I want to write about this thing, but it is beneficial because it means for historians and people looking back on it. You want to know what at the, like you know now what this game is like. It's a cult hit. 
mm. or this thing is a retro game. But at the time, how did the game do? Yeah, what did it And the only the way, second came exactly, out. the second came out. What were people writing about? What were people thinking about this game? Like, was it a big game, or was it just that how we think of it is big mm. at the time? So that's what the benefit of looking back at the history of it is mm-hmm. that you can see what the impressions of games are at the time. Like us talking about Cyberpunk now may have been how they talked about games like Tetris or Dragon Quest. <laughs> They're Dra- a bit different. The multiple endings in Tetris. I, I know. Yeah. The cool stuff. Well, nobody expected. Uh, nobody expected a Russian game to be one of the biggest games in the world. I still don't expect it. Papers, please. Papers, please. Oh, sorry. It was not the biggest game in the world, Cindy. Oh, it did very, very well. That was just a joke, because Russian... Uh, never mind. Moving on. Carry on. <laughs> Games, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the video game history preservation is a really good site. I donate to them, actually, and I do encourage anybody who is How much interested... How I'm not going to say the numbers. Enough. Big numbers, big numbers. I'm not going to say the numbers. Get big. I think they're... 2,000 a month. Very, I think they're very worth looking at. Gary is running them. Without <laughs> you, they just fail. The play- and it's only for him anyway. Know, yeah. The guy who set it off, Frank Cifaldi, is doing really good work and he's really good people working behind him as well. I was listening to another podcast there on Frank Cifaldi, one of the people, Mike Micah or Mika, Mike Mika. I didn't hear a second oh, name. I it's not Mike Micah. Micah. No, yeah. I hope it is. Oh, it's, literally, it's, a great name. it's literally two four letter names. Like it's Mike and it's M I K A. I don't know, it's, it looks like two mics. And it's like my mic. Eminem, Carol. Eminem. And one of the articles I actually looked on the website and they have writers who write about certain stuff and they also go to old advertisements mm. that were in black and white and they also try and get the old ones and be able to rip the videos and restore them and put them back online to the public. That is cool. So one of them that I looked up, uh, one of them that I found, it's now on YouTube, if you look up the Magnavox Odyssey. This is before Pong. Jesus. This is that ancient. Since okay? important to the Switch. Mm-hmm. To to be to be exact, September 1982. Dinosaurs off the, this off, game. The, off the top of my head, um, September 26, 1982 <laughs> was when the first advertisement for the Magnavox. Oh my God! <laughs> How do you know everything? You show us up every week. I come with a fucking notebook with little bits of pieces in there, and you're like my brain. I just right. show up. Yeah. Um, right. This is how old it is. The advertisement that they showed. Frank Sinatra is in Oh my god! Old <laughs> Blue Eyes, Old Blue Eyes is... Blue Eyes for Dragon! But stop. No, that's not you go. Frank Sinatra is in... Right, this is before... This is the first video game console. This is before there is even video game consoles. Wait, was this before the PlayStation 2? <laughs> right, jokes aside. This is before even like the concept of being able to play a game on anything uh, apart from like a board game is a thing. Okay. Or, you know, like hide and seek. Monopoly is still amazing, it is. Loved it. Mm. It is. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. What the fuck is it? Yeah, no, right. it holds up. Thunderbirds the graphics Monopoly. are amazing. Thunderbirds yeah, Monopoly. Thunderbirds what? Monopoly is definitely the, the peak. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. No, really when I, and when I say Thunderbirds Monopoly, I mean Thunderbirds Movie Monopoly. The Thunderbirds movie that came Even out. Even better. Do, do you remember that one? Which yeah. one? The one that had Ben Kingsley. As oh, you mean the live action one? Yeah. Oh my fuck. <laughs> That's what you want. Anyway, but get back on topic. Get back to preserving great video games, like uh, great <laughs> games. Um, but the Magnavox Odyssey. You can look if you look up Magnavox Odyssey. What's my line on YouTube? You'll find this. Do you know what What's My Line is? Sounds familiar. Is that a TV show? What's My Line is a TV yes show. It's a game show. Yeah. And the entire point of it is There's that they get on. Different guests, different guests, and each of those guests have 
a unique or out of the ordinary job. And you have to guess what the job they do is. Okay. And the person who came in was a product manager, I believe is a product manager, but one of the people who was in charge of distributing the product, the Magnavox Odyssey. So, video games were not a thing at this time. And this is also two weeks. No one guesses, Joe. This is filmed two weeks before the advertisement for the Mind of Voss Odyssey yeah, came so out. Yeah, so no one could guess the job. The only thing you, like closed circuit systems were not a thing. Oh, by that I mean, the only thing you ever plugged into your TV was an antenna before this. This is before VCRs, right? This is 1982, before VCRs. It's a long fucking time ago. So the only thing you ever put into your TV <laughs> is an antenna. And then imagine that you're going on What's My Line and they have to get stuff. stuff in TVs. Yeah, and so they're watching these people, the two, the host and this guy, start to fiddle with these controllers, and they're there with the controllers working on them. It's like, huh? So, and they can't oh. see the TV, and they're like, huh? So you're um, using that device to input something? Are you, are you controlling uh, the image somehow? Are you controlling the image somehow? Oh, okay. are, are you manipulating an image? Or is because the, there's no frame of reference yeah. before yeah. this. There's no way of them knowing what the hell it's they're like talking. a time traveler came in. Yeah, it's just, it's so cool to see these people figure out for the first time what a video game is live. Even the talk shows, like talk shows in the morning, uh, more, sorry, early morning talk shows and like the internet was going on when it's becoming a big fucking craze and no one had any clue what it is and they're all worried that it's a threat. No, what is the internet? All this horrible shit. Really? Like, Carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry on. Uh, so, I really liked, you can find this, it's about a 10 minute clip where you can watch these people try and figure out what the hell a video game is. <laughs> but it's that, but then it's also the cool ideas that they had with it where it could only work on an 18 to 25 inch screen they said. And the reason they said that is because how you used it was you had two dials, right? Mm -hmm. Just imagine these round wheels, one the left, one the right. Don't know why that made sound. Oh, Facebook. Well done, David. You're popular. I am right. popular. There, will, <laughs> there are two dials either side of this controller. And all that it does is that it controls a square. You move one dial, it goes vertical. You move the other one, it goes horizontal. And so it's a square. And there, when you put the plastic overlay, that's why it's 18 to 25 inches. When you buy it, you get these plastic covers and you tape onto your TV screen and they're see-through, they're transparent. So the square, you just move it because it just puts, literally, like if you're playing tennis, it just yeah. puts a white line. You put the plastic overlay, it puts a, a see-through tennis grounds, tennis game, and then the two squares move within the boundaries. The graphics are amazing. No, it's that the only graphics are the two squares and the other square that you're hitting and for flawless. the tennis. And that's it. And that's, and so that's why they say only 20, 18, 25 Sweet. minutes. Sweet, was a new square like DLC? Oh my god. Yeah. Microtransactions. <laughs> DLC. <laughs> yeah, you got extra plastic. Yeah. Um, now we can work on even bigger screens. But, bigger squares. I, I just love the idea. And they also got like, um, you go along the line, which I'm just imagining if you put the, if you put the plastic over like slightly wrong, mm. can you imagine like trying to do like, you're trying to like follow the dotted line exactly, almost like, do you remember Buzz Off? Or one of yes. those where what? you get the, you know that you get the metal thing and if you, <coughs> you know it's one of those carnival games where you get like a metal hoop and you try and okay, put it yeah, around yeah, the metal. Yeah, true, yeah. And if you hit like the sides of any of the metal, David, your computer's going fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. Right, if you hit any of the like metal wire, it just <coughs> at a carnival. So if you're finding um, like anything like slightly off 
I just imagine like people would be really annoyed about this. But also, this is the first time, so it's not as if you can complain about it and say, "Yeah, well, this game did." Oh, there's no other games. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to compare it to. It's, yeah, it's, it's the classic no matter what. To compare it to because it was the best before. and worst game. It is. Oh my god. Yeah. Blow my mind. Think about that. Yeah. This is before Palm, before all those, and I think the idea of video game preservation preservation is important because there are a lot of games that should be preserved, and there are a lot of games like. Even when you, if you think about the mid 2000s and phone games that are on Java, mm-hmm. that were just on your phone and on the internet, most of those are lost to time now. Yes. Most of those will never be played unless you get a phone that actually has the game downloaded. You a lot of never... people still have old phones. Yeah, but do the sites still run where you would download those games? No. That's oh, what I'm wondering, yeah. None of them run anymore. That's, yeah. They were like dedicated ones that went with your phone because you were very limited in what you could actually search. Very. You're really limited. So, all those there's like thousands of games that you're not able to play anymore and even going to a recent example was there was a there was a port to the switch of course it called, has to be switch. no but this is called skyskipper right okay it's a big piece of plastic you put on your tv <laughs> you put oh, on sorry, your switch i said the wrong date 1972 oh, geez. Is when Gary, the Magnavox Odyssey. Start again, you ruined it. Yeah, sorry, it's it's 1972. Like, I think I said the wrong one. Are you before. expecting people to sit through 10 minutes of knowing you're bullshitting? On the right. Podcast you, yeah, as if anyone's going to call me out on that. They're all going to you on that one Gary at home. just lies with such conviction, you believe him. Right, Actually, so did. in 1972 well, was when the Magnavox Odyssey. But anyway, in the beginning. In, 19, <laughs> in 1982, they released Skyskipper, the same year as Donkey Kong, which came out later that year. Skyskipper is a color trip of just just everywhere there's just colors everywhere that make no sense there's no sense of actual color what theory or design just colors it's, it's put fucking colors everywhere and it's just you in an airplane side you're in an airplane side scroller in a biplane and there's these giant apes that you're trying to avoid colorful apes and like it's all like neon like blue is the background there are platforms which are pink like neon pink the enemies are like brown and like a dirty brown and, <laughs> and like a tan and it's just all these colors out of nowhere it's like this is neon this is dark these are muddy colors there's no sense of actual theory about why everything how it works and this is an important game that we should preserve. <laughs> is it though? Is that your point? It's colorful. It's colorful. Because this game came out before Donkey Kong. So this and there's means. There's no colors in that. Conky Dong. So that means that Nintendo didn't have a hit video game. So this is part of their lineage. This is something that came out before they had Mario, before they had Donkey Kong, before they had their big names. They had Skyscraper. Wait, did you say this has been poured onto Switch? Yeah. So okay. this game. but. Before that, deserved. it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. You've won. But that's the thing. Before that, hey, you're a winner. But that was about a month and a half ago, and before that, there was no Nothing. talk about this game for almost thirty years. Jesus. Okay. So it's that these games we were not hear about. People will not talk about them, and it's just like, oh, this game was 1982, before Donkey Kong, and that we're not able to find a lot of those games now, until somebody just. Out of the blue, Nintendo just went through their archives and just released it. And apart from that, we would never see this game. That, that's why... I think people is... asked for this, did they? Some people may have, may have, but it would be like very close communities and very niche people. Yeah. Like people who own a Switch. Sorry. Um, <laughs> all three yes, of them. All three. The best-selling console in the world. The PS4. Yeah, come on. 
No, it is the fastest selling console. Oh, okay. The Switch is the fastest selling console. Is saying. it though? No, it actually is. By numbers. Is it? I yep. refuse to believe the numbers. They sold out the two ones then and stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so in America, they've said no. Like Within like 10 months, it was the fastest selling. No, I'm not getting into this. Yeah, it's, about not... it's about video game yeah. preservation. Stop talking about the Switch. Okay. We're not. Oh, all of you. Stop talking about it, okay? Love You'll be okay there. You're constantly saying it. <laughs> Without pause. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so about switch the Switch, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I love the idea of these sites that are going out and being able to find these old relics and old games which are important to find. Because when I think of even new ones that are coming out, or like what was a recent one that I'm thinking of Octopath Traveler. Yes. Yeah. Octopath Traveler had the idea is that there's eight people, right? Eight different roles you can choose. Yeah, Octo no Octopath. There was another <laughs> game that did that. Did you know this, did you? Yeah. Okay, Grant, never mind. There's another game that did that, which is. Might and Magic 4, I believe. So like four characters. It was Might and Magic 4, Ultima 4. Yeah, it was Ultima 4. Right, in Ultima 4, the idea is that you have several different characters. Four, I'd say. And just like an Octopath Traveler, what you do, and imagine that was a lot of their inspiration for Octopath Traveler, is that this game So they plagiarised it. It came out in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And the idea of the game is that you pick one character in the 90s, early 90s, mm. you choose a character, and it's an open world, and you can get the characters in which order you want, but at the beginning you choose your one character based on a personality test. You take a personality test, and it chooses your character for you based on who is closer to the personality. Oh that sounds like a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And then... I just want to play. And then you get to go and find the other seven characters. In the early 90s. Like, that is... That is something I would love to go back and see how they did that. You have to do a test and then find seven characters. With limited technology. That's a lot. With very limited technology compared to what we have now. Mm. I think that's amazing. Like the, the creativity in a lot of these games back then is something we can go back to. And then there's also the recent retro revival that we're seeing now. Yeah. Didn't someone just go for Dragon's Quest 9? Dragon Quest 11 is coming out. Wait, is it actually 11? Dragon Quest Eleven is coming out. Uh, it was already on PC. Something like four of those. It's coming out on PS4 soon, and it was delayed for Switch okay. until early 2019. But that's Thank a game. God. But that's a game that's coming out very soon on PS4, and there are already reviews coming out of it mm. in the last week, uh, which is telling how soon it's coming out. PC it's been out since last year, and mm. just been trying to figure out the ports to it. That. Is again, that's a lineage that if you want to go back to that, Dragon Quest is the first top down dungeon crawler RPG. Yeah. Oh, I used to play that a lot. That cemented that genre. I used to play a lot of um, my magic games on my phone growing up. I mean, like, I had a kid, I had a phone from like, what, my, my confirmation, I believe? Yeah, it was the same. Yeah. Like 12, yeah. 11. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And I was, I was even younger because in my school, they used to not do confirmation one year and the next year, fifth and sixth class, do it together. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was in quite a small school. So we do that. So I think I was in fifth class when I got. So you're about a phone. ten or eleven then. Maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was too young to have a phone, but Jesus Christ, I, I found a way to download games and all my twenty euro credit, and like I wouldn't use it for any fucking credit at all. Those they would games. go prize the games, yeah. And uh, of course I did the same thing. Yeah, my magic was a Z I used Zedge and all that sort of shit, downloading everything, yeah. But it was, uh, what I can never remember how to find those games. I don't know if I could ever find out what games I actually played. I don't know what it was that I touched, and that was Might and Magic. Mm. 
Are you saying it's hard to find those games from so yeah. long ago? If only there was a way to preserve them and distribute them to the public. That would be oh, handy, wouldn't it? What a segue. Uh, someone should do that. And yeah, somebody should do that. And a very good example of someone who does that is the Video Game History Foundation. Which actually, I'm going to give you a piece of trivia, which I don't know if you know about art, but do you know how Street Fighter 4 yes. came out? Even though there's a big gap between Street Fighter 3, Alpha, and then 2 4. Yeah. So the reason that happened is because the people who work at the Video Game History Foundation, they do ports and remasters. Mm -hmm. So they they did such a faithful remastering and added to the Street Fighter 3 franchise that they went to Capcom and they gave their pitch for Street Fighter 4 to another Street Fighter. They yeah. gave their ideas for if they're considering it and they took their pitch and they made Street Fighter 4. They offered, but they obviously weren't going to give it to an American company, mm -hmm. um, Street Fighter, but they took all of their... Like, do you know the painted art style... Details like that, you know, like Street Fighter painted art, so all yeah. that was all in their pitch. When was this? They made Street Fighter. This was Street Fighter Four came out in like twenty ten. Okay. Am I right in saying that? Am I wrong? Uh, no, it could be twenty fifteen actually. Oh really? No, no, I don't know. Street Fighter is my franchise, so I don't really know fighting games too well. Mm. Fighting games aren't my thing, but. The point is that Street Fighter 4 came about because these guys, Frank Savaldi, <laughs> he went and they made a remaster. They made a remake. Um, a re when I say a remaster, they did ports of it and they upgraded the visuals, stuff like that, of the Street Fighter series. And then because of how they did it, they made a Street Fighter 4 because of that. Because they preserved those games. Yeah. You got... The franchise continued. Like, that franchise did not continue. And then they continued it because they preserved the games. Mm. That they just went and said, okay, so we're going to do these ports of these games and remake them. And then they put them out. And then they decided, oh, <coughs> because, the, because the remakes did so well, the remasters, I keep saying remakes. Yeah. I keep flip-flopping between the two. But I, because they did these remasters so well, there's renewed interest in the yeah. franchise. They did very good sales, and so they decided to do Street Fighter 4 because of that. And that's really cool because they went for Street Fighter 5, which is now was at Evo a few weeks ago. Yeah. Which imagine that may not have been at Evo mm. if these guys had not preserved those games. Another example is Mega Man 11's coming out. Yes, it is. And the only reason Mega Man 11's coming out. Mighty number 9. Is because. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. It's <laughs> because these guys were the same guys who did the Mega Man Legacy Collection. One, the two? One and two. Yeah, okay, cool. They did the Legacy Collection, and it sold over a million copies, and they got more interest in Mega Man as a franchise that they decided to Mega Man 11 Capcom again. This is off so topic. They work with Capcom. But have you seen the Mega Man cartoon, the new one? New one? Yeah, no. it's terrible. It's like a child show. Wait, it's the 3D one. Yeah. I haven't even tried. I saw like, a clip of it. It is terrible. The old one was shit. It's just life. a children's show and has Mega Man in it pretty much. Oh, oh cool. Everything yeah, that's like back on topic. based off like that sort of shit kind of goes to hell. Like even the mm. DMC, yeah, Devil May Cry. Yeah. I don't know. Shocking. Shocking. Really? Yeah. I watched oh, it yeah. as well as. It's just nah. Yeah. No substance. No. Even the original Mega Man stuff. Yeah. Uh, again. The original cartoon was alright. I enjoyed it. I suppose everyone's mm, entitled to your opinion, so what? The, the Mario cartoon was great. Sonic Boom Luigi. was amazing. <laughs> Luigi! <laughs> Bowser stole the princess! Yeah. 
Luigi. <laughs> what was that shit? Hey, hey Luigi. I've only seen clips of that. Come and over here, Peach. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful thing. Anyway, one topic. One topic. Preservation. <laughs> one topic of preservation. Yeah, Luigi. Preservation. Luigi. I've actually had. I had something I was going to say and I've completely forgotten. You say it. Oh no. I've completely forgot about it. Oh no. Oh god. Oh, Gary, wait. okay. I have to get back on track. Back on topic. Get that brain working. Wait, let me think. Wait, let me see. Let me use the power of tidbit. Yeah, so with the preservation. So, like with the preservation, how the. We have magic. We have magic. Wow. Yeah, go. Don't forget. With the original retro revival and how we're seeing games like The Messenger. Which is an obvious revival, and they have said they got inspiration from Ninja Gaiden and games like that. Which is, again, a Game Boy game. Which is very hard to find an original Game Boy game, <laughs> original game Boy, and be able to play that. Mm. So the only way to find this stuff is through ROM hacks, and ROM love, and sites like that. To be able to like get ports of these games that are able to work on emulators. Yeah. Uh, which also, two of those sites, two of the big ones, ROM Hacks and ROM Love, have been taken down by Nintendo. Oh, really? Yeah, Nintendo like cracked hard and they were just like, yeah, no. And they got rid of them. Wow. Uh, which is also like That's a upsetting. blow. Yeah, it's a blow to the emulator, but it's also technically <coughs> illegal. It is, but still. It's illegal to be able to take their games. Some of the publishers from, like long ago have been like now defunct. So some of those th stuff is off for grabs, but obviously Nintendo is not. Yeah. And so that's why it's just oh, so because also some of those games that they're doing like they're like Nintendo are going to be coming out with the Switch Online, like the online what? service. What's the yeah, with the online service that it's going to allow cloud saves and one thing that they're also added, it's basically like you know like PlayStation Plus, yeah, Xbox um, Gold, mm. that kind of like monthly service. It's like that, and what they're also saying with this is that if you get the online, you get 20 NES games. Okay. So you get Donkey Kong, you get Super Mario Bros. 3, Super Mario Bros. 1, Dr. Mario, you know, all these games. The Ice Climbers, the just classic NES games. So I'd imagine that they are cracking down on these bases because, oh, we're going to offer this with our premium online service. They want their money. Yeah. They want it. Like, a lot and of you're going to give it to them, aren't you? A lot of it's just, of course I am. Course, I'm yeah. getting the family pack, so that means... <laughs> 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 I'm going to get the family pack. But I think these preservations are very important. Because we should see where we come from and be able to see like how we go from there. Because mm. if you want to know how games were back then, and even now, and in the future, the best way to find out was to go back and find out. Just time travel. Like even one game which we have seen. We, we saw like this year, we saw loads of Metroidvanias. Yes, we did. We saw so many. Like, What's um, Metroidvania? Metro, oh. Oof. Oh. No. If we're gonna get the genres, there's something you have to talk about after, just to yourself. Yeah. Uh, we can do- Just a, quick synopsis, Metroidvania. Uh, Metro, oh. Big map, a lot of backtracking. Yeah, uh, big map, a lot of backtracking. The idea is that when you get certain abilities, you're allowed to go through places that you weren't able to before. Okay, yeah. Like for example, Metroid in Castlevania. Yeah. So the idea is that you get a healthy to go along. Sometimes it might be, there's some games that have a randomized, but most Metroidvanias, the idea is that it's Castlevania slash Metroid. Yeah. Which is that there's a central map and then 
like in Metroid there's a central map and then you branch out from that mm. but there's some places you can't go through because oh the wall's too high yeah don't have a scale then, later oh, on you can do it okay um, you get it you so, come back that's yeah, why yeah. you can do it so yeah. then it's just like oh you got these boosts that allow me to jump higher oh if I go back to the other room I can jump up over the wall yeah that's a Metroid thing and then there's also the Castlevania idea is that you're going through like that and there's a map that sometimes changes uh, depending like Hogwarts yeah and there are different maps that you go through and also you gain Literally health as Hogwarts. you go through <laughs> And also that you're able to kind of upgrade your abilities as you go through. Good. So that's what Metroidvania is. That a lot of backtracking, looking at maps, figuring out where you are. Um, again, it doesn't matter what I say. People who are really into this are going to call me out because Metroidvania and genres and shit like roguelites and roguelikes and all of this that again. are just like really, really picky. Nit- nitpicky shit. Yeah. But um, we had stuff like Dead Cells. We had stuff like Hollow Knight. A lot of these games were coming out this year. Chasm was another one. Um, these are games which are inspired by Castlevania, Symphony mm. of the Night. Most, a lot of these are. Oh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night was a really big one that was kickstarted, um, which has been delayed two years after they said it was going to be coming out. But uh, solid start. <laughs> but these are games which are clearly inspired by games that came beforehand, and it's, I don't know how to play a lot of these games. Mm. Like I, apart from like getting ROM hacks, and just to that's get, the only way getting you can, really. emulators is being able to play these games. Like I, how am I going to be able to get an SNES when they release the SNES Mini? But are they gonna? Oh, they already did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, they already did. but they never some, mind this at all. But again, with these, but they only released like twenty games on it. Twenty one. So like oh the, those twenty one games out of the how many it's games? Than, it's yeah. better than twenty though. It's definitely bigger than twenty. Yeah, it's better. It is Iron Sage. Debatable. You're twenty one, aren't you? Oh yeah. That's not okay. So it's it is. Uh, I mean, debatable is twenty one yeah. better than twenty. It releases as many as Iron. As Iron has ears. I'm the Bobby of this group, sadly. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, <laughs> um, that is where I wanted to leave this because I could talk about this for another bit. I think we're good. I know they're a hot tid bit minute. A hot tid. Oh. Just a hot tid. Hot tid. Hot bit. Hot tid. Hot tid. Haunted. It's the past tense of hot. Hmm. It's hotted. Hotted. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hotted. Heated. <laughs> a bit tepid. Oh Jesus. Oh tepid. We're gonna go back to this, are we? Tepid. <laughs> I feel quite tepid about hot. This is an inside joke. <laughs> no, it's not. The name of an episode. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Zippy Cast. My name was Gary, and this was David, and this was Aaron. And you can find us again on all social media platforms and on most music and podcasting platforms at Zippy Cast. Soon to be all. Also, feel free to get in contact with us at talktotidbit at gmail.com. See you guys. Night night. <laughs>